Outlet Liquor is your place to buy a case. Stock up and save when you shop the lowest prices available every day at Outlet Liquor. You never have to wait for a sale. The more you buy, the more you save. Only at Outlet Liquor. What's your outlet? Folks, it is time for Trainwreck Tonight, episode 212. I'm joined tonight with Maniac, and we got a lot to talk about. This show is sponsored by Outlet Liquor and Picasso's Pizza. We're talking Bills, Diggs and Dawkins, cornerback depth, Kumaro, Boogie Basham, Groot. I didn't think we were going to be talking about the Sabres today until this morning I find out there's a billboard on the 190 near the Key Bank Center. So we're definitely going to be talking about that. Uh, we're also talking preseason top 25 college football. We also got some gambling talk. Locks of the night and Jay-Z and 76 owner Michael Rubin, they're up to something. Let's go. You don't shut up, you don't shut Follow me into the great unknown where pink flamingos grow. Diet soda falls and what you take magically regenerates on supermarket shelves. The ovens clean themselves. You don't pay the tab till the last drop. So we all ride for nothing because this train never stops. Happy Monday night. Maniac, tonight's show sponsor, Outlet Liquor, Picasso's Pizza. Hell of a weekend. How was your weekend? How was your Monday? I got no complaints. It was an absolutely great weekend. Great weather all around. Whether you wanted to get something done outside or just hang on the porch, it was a beautiful Western New York weekend. And yeah, there was a little bit of action scattered throughout. Obviously, at your MLB, you had some Wyndham action. But yeah, it was awesome uh, weekend overall as we kind of head into the ultimate roller coaster that is fall, is yep. football, and then obviously once hockey and basketball join the parade. My my maniac, my Sunday night ended horribly. Um, was a little tipsy, decided to chase a live under and Mets Dodgers. Just <laughs> could not have had a worse bet, honestly. Under 11 and a half at, at even money. It was done probably twice. Well, after the first inning? Oh, no, bro. This was like in the fifth or sixth. It was like later in the game. I got okay. I got, well, the I, Mets only got to it only covered at the bottom of the seventh, right? So that's not the worst thing. At least you got a little bit of a sweat after that. No, dude. Immediately after I locked in the eleven and a half, Muncy hits a two run bomb, and I'm down yeah. to like half a run left. I'm just yeah, like, okay. you, you you did have no no runs left at that point. That no. was pretty brutal. No. Sunday well, night baseball is desperate times. It doesn't it, move fast. 
Is it baseball is the opposite of tennis when it comes to live betting. Yeah. It's a slow roll developing and, and everything can unfurl quickly, but it's not a quick back and forth. Like we were talking tennis all weekend. No, no, it's very slow. Tennis, by the way, big week, ATP, WTA in Cincinnati. That's going to be a lot of fun, but let's get right into it. The bills, big comeback win on Friday night, obviously at practice again today. A couple of things I want to talk to you about maniac that I'm seeing what's going on with Stefan Diggs. You're seeing it's kind of quiet about him. You're also seeing, you're hearing things about Dawkins and his conditioning. Are you worried about anything with those two guys? I mean, you got to read between the lines here, Al. McDermott did release the same, and I think it was yesterday, and he said Dion is far away from where we want him. And I think what he means by that is he wanted him full go two to three weeks ago when these guys started and said, you know, and I'm not going to throw any shade at the snowman because we're all social men themselves, but he probably doesn't want him going to 716 day, like with the event and going around all that stuff, just calling a spade a spade here. I, I'm talking from McDermott's situation where his only goal is to win ball games. He's not talking about social lives. He's not talking about anything, which are factors. We obviously want these guys to have social lives. We yeah. want to have fun. We want to be able to interact with these players. But, yeah, the fallout right now is that Dion is probably a week or two behind where the team wants him, according to McDermott. And, yeah, so it is worrisome. But with that said, still plenty of runway left in this uh, NFL preseason now. Oh, yes. Like you said, still plenty of time for him to get that conditioning back up. Um, but what, what are your thoughts on Diggs? It's a little weird. Uh, you know, another practice. It's weird, or are we just are we entering a new era where premier players who are top five at their position just don't really do much in the preseason if, if necessary? I mean, I mean, the era of the superstar has truly begun, Al, with like yep. the ability to hold out a contract so you can just go wherever you want at any point. Now it seems like, you know, if you don't play the reason, like, look at James Harden last year. Like, so come true. to Houston, like, dude was a balloon. And I say <laughs> he's, he's on the, the he's on the favorite to win the NBA Finals next year. So this isn't a dis no. to him as a player, by any means. but he came in blown up. It's almost like these players, again, when you're top five, top ten at your position, can do whatever you want. So I'm not accusing, you know, Diggs of taking the preseason off. But I would, I would say that there's a potential if there's anything nagging him, if there's anything not feeling yep. right, you're going to be a thousand percent more cautious. This isn't, you know, 2002 anymore where you have to worry about, you know, so-and-so going in their Sunday column and questioning your toughness for not gutting out a two-a-day. You know what? You're right, Maniac. It comes down to the point where, like, yeah, some guys like Trey White, Diggs, Allen, you don't want to see them until week one. You don't want to see them in a preseason game until that game against the Steelers. So, yeah, it's definitely probably a little bit of an overreaction, but um, and, and just to be clear, out of everyone who's ready for the preseason, that play calling on Friday night, vanilla on vanilla with some extra mayo on the side, L. Oh my god. I mean I thought Singletary was gonna have fifty touches. Yeah, veer run, <laughs> veer run, slant out, we're out of here. I mean, it was unbelievable. I get it. You want it. You want to work on those little things, and those are the guys that you want to know can go in the game and make a five-yard catch. Things like that. You're not worried about throwing them bombs necessarily, but my goodness, it got to like the third quarter. I'm like, I don't know how much more of this like I can legitimately watch just because oh, I, it was essentially just like a Madden sim. I was just gonna say the same thing, Maniac. It's it, it was unwatchable. I mean, I don't know how you lasted the third quarter. It started hitting me like late first, early second, like. Smokey talked. What are we doing here? <laughs> <laughs> for those that, for those tuning in for the first time, Smokey, Degenerate Ale's father, and talked a 
OG member of Trainwreck Sports uh, yeah. on the Wrecking Crew. So it's always great. We're checking in. We'll be checking in with them all season. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is going to be an incredible year. I mean, just as we're talking about getting ready. What about getting ready from a fan perspective? I mean, tailgating and everything. It's going to be back. We had a whole year off. We're going to have a special. We're going to be weekends where it's a special event slot on Saturday. And it's, a, you know, California on Sunday. Yeah, a back-to-backer. I can't wait for that first weekend when we got both in both days. Um yeah, that week one game, I it is going to be scary. I mean, the RV lot, when is that going to sell out by? Uh, the Wings lot, which is the one I go to. I mean, we're going to have to get there bright and early if we want to get our parking spot for that. But, yeah, I am so excited for that game and tailgating. And, unfortunately, Smokey can't make it. Foot surgery. He's on the D- he's on the DL. Um, ah, exactly. Well, he's, he's on the physically unable to perform, the yeah. PUB. Yeah, the puck, he, he can't go. So it's just absolutely crushing. Devastating. He gave Josh and I the news, you know, or talked and I the news this weekend. So What? Um, you just got that this weekend? It's, well, mainly making it official. This or, is big time. Okay, so you, you were worried about it. Yeah. It was like, it's like Andrew Luck a couple of years ago when he <laughs> like hurt all offseason and they're like, is he going to be back? Sure. Exactly. Okay, so, wow. Well, you'll be having blue lights for breakfast with Slick Out. But I will say selfishly, and I, and I know Smokey's watching this, so so here is. I'm kind of I'm kind of happy that Smokey missed that. I, I want him to be healthy. I want him to be prosperous. Obviously, I want nothing but the best for Smokey. But you, you your family is tied at the hip for for the pregames and the tailgates, and you know it drives me nuts when we're trying to run around all these lots and everything. So all I'm saying is selfishly. Um, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't want to have it for the home opener because I know that's a special game for all you guys, but I am selfishly happy that you'll be uh you'll be able to float around with us for the home opener. Yeah, no, it's uh it's pretty devastating for him. So it's just one of those things. Um hopefully he's back. What is it, week three, I believe. So I think they're home again in week three, but we'll see. But real quick, back to the weekend and what's been going on. How about the, the thing we keep constantly seeing? Uh, from tweets from Perino, Sal, giving us the updates. Allen looking great and Groot looking great, right? I mean, yep. both of the, I mean, that's the consistent thing you keep seeing on Bill's Twitter. Yeah, Groot, I mean, obviously with that first-round pick status, you want to see big things. Obviously, people were saying he was a raw prospect, yada, yada. But what I've been, I don't want to say preaching because I'm not the Pope of the process or anything, but – it really seems like McDermott and Bean were trying to reestablish that 2019 system they had where they just had were six to eight deep at the defensive line position, could rotate in and out, get those fresh guys, and that's what they were missing last year. The other thing they were missing last year was star in the middle. That's a guy, I mean, let's face it, in 2018 when we got him, Al, wasn't Bill's Twitter up in arms being like this was like the worst signing ever, he's not doing anything dynamic. Then he comes out in 2020 and you realize all the lanes he was taking up when he, you know, was able to absorb two offensive linemen and a blocker and things like that. You realize what a weapon he is to take up that middle for guys like Ed Oliver, Harrison Phillips, Jerry Hughes. And now he will be for Basham, Daryl Johnson, potentially, and uh, Groot, obviously, who has been lighting it on fire. Yeah, and the second part of the caption here, worried about Basham. Um, they're, they're, they're They're going in opposite directions right now. You got a guy who, right now, what would you say Groot starting week one is? Well, what? but what's going to be starting? I think he'll be in the first series 100%. That's what I'm talking about. If, if it's more than a three and out, he'll be in the first series 100%. That's what, that's what I was thinking, too, no doubt. Because, like, my, my my dad and brother made a bet on that for uh, Barbell Wings. They said, 
Uh, who started? My dad's got Mario Addison. My brother has Groot. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, it's like we'll it's see. like hockey. It's like hockey starting. It's only really ceremonial for the most part because you're not going to put Mario Addison out there for 12 straight plays if they drive down the field. Now, here's the thing. If they get a first down and then they go three and out, maybe Addison, if he does start, does stay on the field for all four there. But, yeah, yeah. that'll be an interesting uh, situation. No, And then you got Boogie playing with the third team right now? Yeah, I'm not too worried about that. I mean, Josh Allen three years ago was playing with the third team. Yeah. I know they're different. Yeah. You got everyone goes at different speeds, especially yeah. for a defensive end. Let's face it, that light comes on at any point. It can be a game changer. We so we've seen with first round picks, you know, Aaron Maben. Well, you know what a flash in the pan that can be. But I'm not yeah. going to panic about that. That's why you draft. That's why you draft, and you have depth. That's why you have your AJ FNSs. That's why you have all these guys. So you're not necessarily so worried about a basham. That's the difference between these bills and the early 2010s bills and the late 2000s bills. When you drafted someone in the second, third, fourth, and fifth round for those bills, you needed them to be an impact player. You needed them to be right away huge, like big guy on the spot. Like it would be awesome if they could fill this role. You don't necessarily need that with this roster. Would it be nice? Yeah. Of course. But if Basham can be like a seventh or eighth guy, you know, come November, yep. that's all we need. Yep. And the two other things that obviously – I know we keep saying Allen looks great and Groot. Kumro is a lock for the roster now. So you think so? I, I absolute. I mean, he is just – The Allen comments today were big. He's the kind of guy you want to root for. Dude, if you literally don't do nothing but throw him the ball, he's on the team. That's what I'm saying. So It I, is what it is. You know what his nickname is, right? Who? Kumro. No. Touchdown Jesus. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Yes. That's amazing. I mean, it's TJ. It's a guy, he's got a great nickname. So, Dewey, be a nice guy to have. Dewey, they're in the other room. Don't worry. Uh, is there anything that you can't? Dewey is just a character. To have. Hey, hope everyone's having a great night wherever you're at. Train wreck tonight, 212. Sponsor for the second half. Spinching it up. Picasso's Pizza. Al, you know, life is always better with, with a little bit of Picasso's. Hey, uh, I'm I'm in a terrible place where it's only uh, I mean I, I don't have anything close to me. They're all 15, 20 minutes away, and we're still making the commute. 100. We're still making the commute. And Al, speaking of commutes, the Rangers fans you mentioned in the intro, they're trying to get the best of people on their commutes on the 190, getting this Eichel billboard. I mean, you want to talk about much ado about nothing, but with that said, that's exactly what Twitter's for for yes. much ado about nothing. So. The same people who are saying you shouldn't be pissy about it on Twitter, like what is Twitter for then? Uh, that's what I so that's what I was reading. I read the article. Uh, I guess the billboard went live at midnight, just in time for this Monday morning commute. Uh, what did it say? Like pain in the neck. Hashtag free Jack. Um, this Rangers podcast, you know, demanding an equal trade. And I, I, I think they got it. They, they tried to get as close to the arena as possible. So I'm interested interested to see on my next trip to the Creek where exactly it is. Um, but I mean, what do you think that costs? What does the I think, I cost? think, well, it depends how many times, cause now that they're digital, it's not like someone's up there, you know, painting it up there for, you know, three <laughs> okay. weeks with a digital one. You could be like, okay, I want 10 30 second rotations like a day. Like I think there's a lot more customizability when you ask for how much some of this costs. Now sure. with that said, regardless, 3,000 likes on the tweet, almost seven, almost over a thousand retweets featured in Sports Illustrated, Buffalo's. I mean, this yeah. was a monster purchase. You got to give credit where credit's due, regardless of, you know, what the intentions were, yada, yada. 
this paid off in spades for these guys. Oh my God. That's what I'm saying. Like I, a fantastic move by the, what is it? The, uh, Ryan Mead and the Blue Shirts Breakaway, the quote-unquote number one Rangers podcast. I mean, the thing I, I that really got me found Ryan Mead, founder of churchofcaco.com. <laughs> oh, in his bio, I saw that yeah, too when I was yeah. looking at it. But yeah, like you said, Maniac, absolutely fantastic move from that organization putting that up. I mean, no, that's not going to get the Pagulas and Kevin Adams to make a trade, but it's fantastic. You know what that is? Doing that right now is the equivalent of when Edmonton sent the qualifying offer for Vanek in 2006. Oh, yep. We were down, or 2007, we were down at our lowest. They were yep. primed for the picking, and they're just taking advantage. So you got to give got to give credit, I guess. Yeah. Even though they are kind of kicking a dog when we're down, but right, they, and, they realize we're down, right? Yeah. And look, what's like you're saying? They don't have the Seneca gas station billboard, though. And that is what I have my eyes on. I need to call that number. I think it's 803 hour sign and figure out pricing. Because I know this summer we tried doing the billboard parlays. And, and this is what drives me nuts just right away is I'm just going to say it might, you know, my hate our, hate our radar always goes up very quickly. If you, if we get the billboard now, people are going to say it's because these other guys did this billboard. Even though I know oh. that you were trying to do the billboard for months now, but you know it's true because they're terrible it's, and they I don't guess. do their research. No, I, I, I get it 100%. But like I said, I, I like what, what did we say here? Yeah, at this point, you just have to laugh. Yeah, I'm not pissed. Are you pissed, maniac? Like when you no, saw that, I'm not pissed. oh, I'm so pissed. Yeah. Like, I'm not upset. I'm way more pissed at Eichel being all pissy and moaning and groaning his way out of Buffalo. And I know that people still don't yeah. like the take than I am at Rangers fans trying to act like we're not trading them. Yeah, so that's it. I- I'm not pissy. I'm not upset. I could care less. I woke up this morning, saw the tweet, and laughed, honestly. Woke up this morning. Okay. I thought it was actually a nice little distraction from the whole situation. I'm tired of seeing people, will the trade happen today? Well, And now we're seeing it from outside. Yeah. Like I said, I got no issues whatsoever. And I, like I said, I wasn't planning on talking Sabres at all today or talking anything related to the Buffalo Sabres, and this pops up randomly, which is great. If yeah. you could, you, listen, if you could put something on a billboard for Trainwreck Sports, what would you have it say? For Trainwreck Sports, I would say I would, like, do, like, hmm. It's tough. It's really t- I, I got to think about it because, like, I would just say, we care about UB as much as the Bills. That's because amazing. it do- it's amazing. a double Im- it's a double implication because we do treat UB with the same like you know importance, which it should be treated with with UB being in that top twenty five discussion in football and basketball multiple yep. times over the last half decade, as well as what the women's program does, as well as wrestling. The list goes on and on. Um, but people always criticize the Pagulas for not caring about the Sabres as much as the Bills. So it's kind of like a little that, double there. That would be hilarious. Love that. Love that. And next up, we're going down the list right now. Classic. Go to ESPN.com today. Looking for headlines. Seeing what's going on in the world. The first headline. Or no, top three, I think it made it. Belichick mom on Patriots week one starter. And – this is not because it's some like reporter saying this. It's Cam Newton coming out 
How great, her, how great is this? How it's great, great it's, is this? It's Cam Newton coming out and be like, oops, you know, it is what it is. He's not naming it. Like, you know, so that's obviously pissing him off. It's great to hear that from Cam. Yeah, Cam Newton, I mean, he knows where he's at. He was making, you know, 20. He was, he was one of the first quarterbacks to get one of those big contracts about, you know, a half decade plus ago from the Panthers. Now, last year, what, did he make a couple million as a quarterback? I mean, that's nothing money. So you want to talk about discontent. You want to talk about pissy. If, if a guy knows he might not get an opportunity to play on a low contract already, yeah. not going to help the opportunity for that next contract. So might as well start talking. And that's exactly what Cam's doing. Yep. And what's their quarterback room? Newton, Mac Jones, and Brian Hoyer. Yeah. A lot of a lot of professionalism in that room, Al. We got to be worried. Beautiful. I think, yeah, I was reading Mac Jones had a couple drives that led to field goals, and then Hoyer um, had a couple drives with that led to touchdowns. Oh, I, 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 saw, I saw some of the uh, – I think they played on Thursday night. The, that crowd was going nuts when Mac Jones came in, now that I think about it. So maybe that played into a little bit on the uh, Newton comments as well. Yeah. By the uh, way – Newton sack fumbled first drive. I told you about you that. Told, oh, the plus yeah, I actually, so, so I was at a local restaurant. We won't give them the free pub because uh, they're not family or friends. But we were watching the game, and I took 7-1 to one on the first drive that Cam Newton would turn the ball over. And sure enough, third down, he gets strip sacked, and the guy has the ball in, in the hands, and it bobbles out, and someone else gets it. It was unbelievable. But then, yeah, yeah. Mac Jones came in, crowd erupted, and I'm sure that's leading to a little bit of Cam's pissiness. Yeah, but it's not. I mean, Belichick said earlier this year, he said if as soon as Max ready to go, he's starting. Like that's kind of like the so Cam Cam knows this is coming. Yeah. Oh, he's on borrowed time for sure. I mean, let's face it, the key to winning in the NFL is you either have a top five QB who you sign somehow, yeah. like you know, if in in this case, like the Rams with Matt Stafford, how they were able to get him through the trade for golf, or you get a QB on that first five years of his deal that's enough of a stud. To where he can kind of hold his own, a la an Allen, a la a Russell yep. Wilson. Again, we're talking about top three guys, Lamar Jackson, and you can spend the rest on the roster with the weapons, with the defense, uh, like those have done. So we're in the last year or two here of the Wilson window yep. for Allen. So the, these are that's why yep. these are big years. You saw star 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 with the comments today. The time is now, Al. Yeah. I can't believe the Bills are still only minus 150 to win the division. Seems like they're a lot better than that. Is that just public perception and we're too close to it? I mean. Like UB over win totals in 2018, looking back on it, was like the easiest thing on the earth. It was like six and a half. Like Maniac, I think we've talked about this over the years, honestly. And we know Vegas is very stubborn. And remember their win totals would always stay the same. Even six and a half. Yes, they'd always sit at that six, six and a half number, and and what was the other thing? Um, yeah, with the Bills, their their perception outside of Buffalo is nowhere near what we're thinking, and yeah. how we act and how we talk. Like people think in like probably out west, think Buffalo still stinks. Uh, you know, what I mean? like I'm just I'm just saying, like it's not. But the same. but they, but Allen's over unders, which got released the other day, were pretty solid. Yes, I did see that, but I, I just, I'm just telling you, I, just, I really think that, dude. I really think that when it comes to perception outside of Buffalo, it's no like we're thinking like AFC Championship for sure, Super Bowl. Other areas, it's the same thing. Or real, our, real, our real quick, the opposite. Yes, yes, real quick gauntlet. Josh yeah. Allen overs from DraftKings Sportsbook. Over sure. under forty five hundred. Under. 
Pass TDs, 34 and a half. So that's a, that's about two plus per game. Over. Interceptions, 10 and a half. Over. Rush yards, 480 and a half. Over. Rushing TDs, eight and a half. Mm, under. Those are impressive numbers, dude. Yeah. They're, they're saying that Allen's projected 5,000 yards this year and 42 touchdowns. And they're saying yeah. the Bills are minus 150 to win the division. If Allen does that, if Allen puts those numbers up, the Bills are minus a million to win the division. Bro, I told you. God forbid this happens. Mitch E. T can win this division. Okay. Okay. I really do believe that. I think minus 150 is the freest thing ever. Put it, it in is, any part. Put it in crazy. any part. Do it a mania in a maniac parlay or whatever. Any yeah. future side parlay. I love that. Yeah. I'm probably not gonna lay a, a lot of money on a minus 150, but if I can throw that in something to get it, you know, plus money. Spice plus up money. the pot, of course. Yeah, 100 percent Now that's parlay fodder, minus 150. Yeah, I think Meerkat's definition of uh Parlay fodder is minus one fifty and up. Love it, love it. But yeah, no, love to. What the thing you love to see, Al, is just all these uncertain QB situations across the AFC East. You got Tua Tagovailoa; they're not even yeah. completely sold on him. You got Zach Wilson, who okay, it seemed like he had an okay game the other day, but he, there's nobody behind him. That's the thing. There's no vet who's over Zach Wilson's shoulder saying, oh, yeah, that's what you want to see on the back shoulder throw. That's what you want to see, you know, on that cross route, yada, yada. And, of course, in the New England scenario, it speaks for himself with Cam Newton's comments. Yeah, and look what look what Colin said. He got the Bills over under at 10.5 wins. And that's 17 games, too. Exactly. And now you're definitely seeing 11. Maniac, if, if Allen, like you said, comes anywhere near those numbers, they're winning 11 games. Like I, I agree. They're getting, they're getting to that total. People might, people are underestimating the Bills' defense, I think, in all of it. Because those projections look right on for Allen. I mean, you know how I feel right now. The, 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 the worst thing about the Bills right now is the cornerback depth. Okay. Hands I, down. I Hands I down. You. In a quarterback league, in a throwing league, that's where we're at. Slick on. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's free. Speaking of 15-2, and two, that'll probably be Alabama's record this year. We got the college AP top 25 out today. Any any uh, surprises for you? Well, I was going to ask you, wait, have you looked yet? Have you looked at the AP top 25? I have not. I have not. Okay, so real quick. Okay, okay. It, I just pulled it, it up. But hold on. and pull it up. Okay. It's you, did, you didn't see it. I did not see it. I All right, so if, it. if you had to guess, what would you say one through four is in order? Well, it would have to be the same one through four that it always is. So it would be Alabama. Okay. Clemson. Clemson's three this year. Okay. Alabama, Georgia. They're five. Ooh, okay. So I'm kind of messed up here then. Number two. two. Be, number two was actually, I was like, really? Is it like Iowa? No. It's, uh, you know, south. Uh, Auburn? No. Ole Miss? No. No. Who is that? Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Okay. okay. Gonna- oh, my gosh. It's Lance, a, it, Lance's Jayhawks are on the, are going to be on the cutting board. Isn't Kansas over under or win or wins like a half? Yeah, 25? it's not great. It's not. Great. Um, yeah, so AP, AP top twenty five comes out: Bama, Oklahoma, Clemson, Ohio State. That's the top. That's the top four. Some surprises that I saw uh, in the top 25, 23, Louisiana, Lafayette. Arizona. I like that. I like that. They, they always earn their way there anyway when they're seven and one or eight and one. So just yep. start them there. I like it. 
Arizona State 25, and then somehow, some way, Notre Dame once again slides in the top 10 at number nine. I mean, any of these teams in the top 10 could easily be – like any of the teams in the back half of the top 10 here could easily be out of the top 25 by the end of the year. Yeah. That's just always how college football works. Yep. And they don't have the strength. Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State will all likely be double-digit win teams. I mean, I don't know anything about Oklahoma, so that was that was shocking to me. Yeah, me that 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 when I, when I saw that, I'm like, is that a typo? Should that say OSU and not yeah. OU? I'm like, really? Um, but here's my take, maniac. Is obviously right now the playoffs are four, or it's what the final four. College football to me is starting to get a little bit like, you know, Warriors going to the finals every year, how it was like five years ago. Like you get the same final four every single year. Like do we really want to see Clemson, Alabama again in the finals or in a semifinals matchup? You got to expand this. And I don't know when it's going to happen. Well, they've been talking about it, right, though? They've been talking about it. Yeah, you got to get eight to 12 teams in this thing for sure. How nuts would that be? And like that 12 seed makes a run to the final. Well, and it, and it just makes all those games with the 10s and the 20s like that much more important in November versus, oh, oh, they're playing for a New Year's game. Like, no, oh, they're my. playing to get in the playoff. Like, it's sick. Exactly, dude. I, I cannot. We got we got our exclusive. I'm locking them in. We get Slick says they're doing t- Probably has no clue. <laughs> And there what he about, is. No, what about what about what about Smokey's Dame? Smoke. Oh, I number know, nine. They're nine. Born and raised. Born and raised. Notre Dame hater. That's that. what we watched. On, that. Literally, that's what we watched on Saturdays. Is whoever Notre Dame was playing, and hoping it was a beatdown. And what's calling again here? And they said somehow Clemson isn't a big market. To, yeah. Unbelievable. We got everyone chime in from all over the train wreck sphere. Yeah. But yeah, th- I mean, I can't wait till these games get underway, Al. I yeah. mean, these are just the best. When you see, a, you know, a top 10 on the road and an unranked, you know, just down like 14. It's a great feeling. I'm pretty sure college football is what? Nine days away? We got to be close. Yeah. It is. It's next week. It's definitely. It's ne- in the middle of next week for sure. So yeah, we are just about nine to 10 days away. Give me to that. That's, ex- that's exciting. Give me to Hawaii at midnight, chasing until. Let's see. I'm trying to pull up at our favorite line makers. Sometimes they just take them down though for no reason. Yeah, give me, give me the first game. Give me the first game. I, I but they're not up. Only the NFL are up right now. You know how it does this. Yeah. That's why. That's why. That's why you can't bring her to the dance, Al. Such a joke. All right. Okay, but up. speaking of bringing her to the dance. Something yep. we've been bringing to the dance for for a half a decade. We are literally Hova. There is no more premier gambling voice in Western New York than yep. Trainwreck Sports and Degenerate Danger Zone. But trying to make a move, Jay-Z and Ruben, they're a little bit out of our tax bracket, Al. Oh, 100%. David Par- or David Purdom put up an article today about this, talking about uh, Sean Carter and Ruben. Uh, they're both applying for an online sports betting license in New York and plan to form what it's called Fanatics Sportsbook. Um, there's a lot going on right now, a lot of applications being received by the NYSGA. They're looking to announce winning bids by the 6th, which means their regulators are hoping to have the online betting market in the state of New York ahead of the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't plan that before the NFL season, which is the most, obviously, the most money. It's the, it's the craziest time of year from September to December, but... Yeah, yeah, exactly, Creek Degenerate. So, so long. 
It take, they're taking forever. It's not going to be all 2022 Maniac, but it's pretty cool what's going on, you know, with everyone's trying to get in on this. You have you have we're, we're kind of we're kind of like numb to it. I've decided a little bit because we've been we've been at the game for so long that we don't realize all the Johnny cues that this is going to bring in by having it right at the fingertips, doing it the first time, getting promos and stuff. Yeah, like this is going to be a lot more mainstream for sure, which is going to be more exciting. You're going to see more content. You're going to see more excitement. You're going to see more perspectives, which honestly would yeah. be awesome. And you saw the article that came out from the Athletic talking about how. FanDuel, DraftKings, Bailey's, and BetMGM are a part of a competing bid that includes the Yankees, Bills, and Sabres. So, and that's in New York State, right? Yes. Oh, so that oh, Jay Z and Ruben are going. I thought this was going in Philly since he was the 76ers guy. No, this is New York State. Oh no, Jay Z's up against the coalition. He's going to get owned. So, I mean, there's going to be a lot of bids. And got, maniac, what do you think? It, what do you think the fee is? Dude, oh, just to get a bid submitted? No, I don't know. Not not a bid submitted to have a New York sports betting license. Do you Wait, have it? Yes. Are we talking about it per year, per month, what? Or just overall to buy it? Just, it just says it's a fee to have the license. I would guess, since it's such a big deal and so much, they want to make it like a commitment at least, $10 million. $25 million. Okay. I, I, in the world, I wasn't that far off. No, there. So it's a twenty-five million fee for the license, and the yep. state of New York will tax sports betting revenue at a fifty percent rate. I mean, that just shows how much money there is to be made that people could pay twenty-five million yes. front. Like, think about it when you're opening like a McDonald's or whatever. That's like a million. Like, like you have to pay a million for it. Like, or like yeah. you know, like yada yada. So it is just unbelievable the amount that there is to be made that people would pay twenty-five million upfront. Yeah, and I know in this article it said FanDuel cited an analysis by Frontier Economics in its application that the estimated annual sports betting revenue in New York would be $585 million the first year and grow to $1.8 billion in five years. Oh, I would think more than that. That's not, I think those are conservative estimates. Yeah, I. that's why $25 million. Yeah, twenty five million up front, nothing. Little, nothing. Uh, little, mini, nothing. little mini bag for the big old bag. Yep. Well, what about hey. you, maniac locks for you tonight? What do you got? Locks tonight. Let's look up uh, what's out there. Let's take a fresh look at the board. By the way, I got to give a maniac parlay update. As everyone oh. knows, Novak Djokovic is the first leg. With Roger Federer announcing that he's going to need more time off and surgery, he's withdrawn from the U.S. Open. That's a top competitor out of the way for Djokovic. His odds are down to minus 134. You mean mean up to? Well, up to, yeah, depending on how you look at it, yep. Wow. So so basically the equivalent of almost winning a match, getting, getting him out of the pool, so... Pretty big win. Pretty big win for for, uh, Jugger. But, yeah, we got some action starting here. You got the Yankees minus 315. I'm not touching that. That's gross. Um, I like like the Marlins plus one and a half, minus 117. And I like the Orioles plus one and a half, plus 110. I actually had a good day yesterday. I didn't realize that when I was being hard on myself. I went four and one and with with Kisner pick. That was fantastic. And how about I said it, Man City Tottenham 
Under, you did, dude, you did. It was, I, I didn't realize, by the way, you know I love, like, my this team won the championship, like, betting against them, like, ASAP. And I and for some reason, that just went completely over my head. And you're, I know you're going to keep going back to the well. And you're I, gonna, I, you are going to keep hammering the Orioles until they get that cover for you. Well, well, they they uh they were like one and two over the weekend, so so they they kept me alive. When, when I just keep getting, oh no, they didn't. They 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 lost to uh the Red Sox. Yeah, they got killed. They got crushed. I was being delirious. I was thinking of uh the Reds versus the Phillies. All right, real quick, final two questions for you, Maniac. What happened with Phil? Threw up, couch crevice. Uh, it was bad. He was literally laying like like your dog will just pop like kind of on your lap, you know, and he was looking at me. And it looked like he was yawning. Like it looked like he was starting to yawn. Like he just did a big other. He's like, he's like, he's like. And then at the last second, I just see this big club coming up. And I'm just like, oh no. Oh my god. Luckily, luckily, the it's almost like the furniture was made to be clean, though. Like I was cleaning in the crevice and it was a, it was able to I was able to do, you know, you kind of uh what do what do you do? You, you kind of mummify your hand, yeah, and then and then I was I was I had it like sprayed. I had the stuff oh, sprayed, and then yep. I was cleaning it. So I was I was getting pretty good. I thought I did a pretty good cleaning job. Very nice, very nice. And then oh, we got to ask you about the weather, the ten day forecast. What are I you mean, this is so well. I'm a little worried about the thunderstorms. Could potentially be some delays for uh, the I ninety Indians and in Damiani on Wednesday. But with yeah. that said, I mean, Al, you look at the ranges here. 65 to 80 every day. It's not going to be outside that. I mean, what what on earth would you rather ask for? There, There's uh, no pocket of weather that has been as good as the past two months. And I get that everyone has, you know, their preference or stuff, but there's just going to be days in the fall, you know, specifically, yep. just calling yep. them out, that are gray and nasty and depressing. And there are never going to be days like that in the summer. They might be a little rainy. It might happen for a little yep. bit. But, but after the rain, it's a great smell. It's a great vibe out. Yep. You know, after a gray day, it's just, oh, it was a gray day yesterday. So you don't have anything. So oh, dude, hopefully I we t- have a lot to take. I had to turn the AC back on today. It's, I'm proud of you for turning that AC back on. We, Al, we got to keep that AC on until at least Labor Day, bud. Oh, like you just said, looking at the 10-day where it's literally between 68, 69, and 85 every day. The AC's not going off for at least 10 straight days. Yeah, it's I mean, gone. especially Studio D, which can, like, hold the heat. The Studio D is like Carmen Electra. When it gets hot, it can stay hot for 40 years. Yeah, it gets hot. It gets sweaty. And you know what I can't stand? When the AC's off, 6.30 in the morning, windows open. Uh-oh, you feel, uh-oh. You feel the cool breeze, uh-oh. and then all of a sudden you hear that creak. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> Timmy, Timmy's side door opens, and then all of a sudden he slams the the car door, and then he goes in the house, and then he comes back out again. So having the AC on is crucial. Okay, so I got to ask you, which uh, – we got a lot of big stuff coming up too. We yeah. got we got the homecoming party in uh, like three weeks. Yep. Bill's home opener, Bull's home opener, yep. and Train Rock Sports has three interns for the fall. That's right. That's right. We'll have a big announcement of that coming soon. Very much excited. Very much excited. So yeah. keep a lookout for that. Bulls. Bull, Bills. Bulls. Sabres. Bisons. <laughs> uh, give me back to, uh, yeah, what was that? Well, well he's, he's, Heyman is who I think of when I think of the special event slot. 
Yeah, I can't wait. That's gonna be can't wait to it. get back there. It's gonna be, it's literally gonna be a great fall. And hopefully we'll have an announcement soon when it comes to Bill's live shows. Yes. As well. That's huge. That'll be For, the first the first Bill's home game, too, by the way, is uh now eleven days away via via or no twelve days away via preseason. Oh, that's right, right? Packers. Yep. Wow. Wow. Rogers is going to get to see Kumaro up, up, up close and personal. No, Kumaro's not playing that game. He's out. Yeah. 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 You got to keep him safe. You got to keep him safe. No injuries. Yep. Folks, folks, speaking of keeping it safe, make sure you like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow along on Facebook. Make sure you are following, liking, retweeting on Twitter. And of course, following on Twitch, as well as downloading SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, MySpace Music, and everywhere you can, Al. Hell yes, dude. Happy Monday. I'm trying to start a new show. What do you recommend? Um, Succession. Okay. What's that on? HBO. HBO Max. Okay. Succession. HBO Max. No free ads. We only do ads to pay for it. Good night now. And the only way to gank your Monday better, go get Picasso's Pizza. Picasso's tonight. Order online at Picasso.